First off, rest in peace, neighborhood nip. I ain't crip, but I'm on that neighborhood shoot. Building businesses that black home. If you hustle, better hustle till your pack gone. If you work, better work till your back hurt. And if you rap, make it better than your last verse. Yeah, more lyrics. AJ, El Presidente, Eddie Kane University, Hills on Hill, regardless, you, B. Cannon, Bethel High School, by way of Three Man Weave, LLC. Michelle, producer, You can catch this wave from the Marlins to the Mariners, doing things you can't believe, it's the Three Man Weave. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back, baby? Uh, you see, it's your two favorite guys. You got your boy AJ. Uh, I do not have a red cup, but I do have <laughs> I me mean, something really nice. You know, I just left the brew party uh, yesterday, so I'm keeping the party going. So make sure you check out my interview with the brew party and my guy Andy on all your major platforms. And, you know, Y'all been real quiet in the group whenever I post some shit about the Bengals, but y'all have been on my head all offseason. So go over there and listen to me talk about some Bengals. And as I've told y'all before, listen to me now. Or believe me later on. Hey. Who I got later with? on? Who I got with me, man? You already know. It's it's your guy Cannon, everybody's favorite guy. Washington fan extraordinaire. Here to cut the cap. And that's a fact, you know. Um we short one man today, but we do got a special guest to fill in for y'all. And want to send a special congrats out to our guy, Hill, and his beautiful wife, Diamond, and their new bundle of joy. So congrats yes. at home. Do your thing. Get acclimated. And, you know, we're going to hold it down for you. You dig? And, and that's what we're here for. Ball don't touch the floor. And here, here goes one, Mr. Unruly. Um, I'm going to let you sleep right now because we did have a bet about those Bengals and those Steelers. So I'm going to let it play out. We still got one more. But before anything else, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Search Three Man Weave Podcast. When you find us, hit that subscribe button. Click that little bell. Make sure you subscribe so you can catch all of our newest and latest content. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at three man weave underscore. Come join the Facebook group at three man weave group. We have tons of fun there. We drop memes. We talk a whole bunch of shit. Um, bunch of shit. Bunch and of you know it's gonna be it. Your rivals, your rivals will be in there. We got people from every uh, you know sports team, every sport. We in there talking a whole bunch of shit. Uh, so you better come correct because it's a whole bunch of knowledgeable people in there. And it's some fools too, but you know, yeah, facts. <laughs> so you know, we are, we, we are an equal, we are an equal opportunity podcast where everybody can get their takes off, but it don't mean it's without consequence. You dig what I'm saying? So, uh, without further ado, oh wait, if you have any questions, see, this is what happened. Hill not here. I'm already. I just I got to delay a game. I, I I didn't even call it right. Make sure if you have any questions. Hit us up in the Facebook group on Instagram mm-hmm. or Twitter, or also email us at podcast.3.man.weave at gmail.com. Let's get it. So we got a very special guest today. Um, what up, he's Kenny? coming. Yeah, 
he's coming to talk to us about uh, some of the things that he's doing in the community uh, and some movements that he's really pushing. And uh, is is oh, see, I see. Don't disrespect. Don't disrespect. He's talking about I, with I, that hat. No, no, no. He's talking about with my mess up. I think, but <laughs> before but, you know, I digress. Uh, we, we really want to bring in a special guest, um, you know, somebody that we uh, know from, you know, uh, Virginia State. Uh, he's doing some really good things in the community and we are a part of the people, baby. So we, we're trying to give everybody a platform to really push uh, some great things. And it's something that we really feel like is a great opportunity. So our guy, Jay, is here to discuss dads do it, too. Me mm-hmm. being a dad, hey, this this seems like it's right up my alley. You know what I'm saying? And he also has a company uh, called Move, and that is an um, acronym. But it's not up for me Facts. to speak on. I'm gonna let Facts. him speak on it. So, welcome in, Jay, man. How What's you doing? going on, Jay? How's everything yo, going? Yo. Man, what good, up, good. I'm, it's, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure, pleasure to be amongst you guys, and you know what I'm saying. Be on three man weave, man. Like you said, the ball don't touch the floor. That's the model I live by. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, Facts. man. Facts. So before, now you ain't here, man. You ain't here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Before we kick anything off, man, let everybody know where they can find you. Give us your socials, websites, anything that you need to plug. Yeah, yeah. So um on Instagram, you can find me with Move with J. Uh just simple. Move, but not W-I-T-H is W-I-T with J. Um, and then um I got dads do it too, straight like that. No space mm-hmm. as do it too. And then I got move.us.board. So it's three of them. So my personal one is move with Jay. And then uh, we got dads do it too, which is just now recently being launched. And then we got move.us.four staying for move. Sounds good, man. And I'm really interested. Just let's jump right into it. What is dads do it too? Man, dads do it too came to me. <clears throat> I want to say God gave me that, man. Um, I'm a father. I take mm-hmm. pride in being a father. I take pride in being a dad. Um, and my daughter changed my life, um, mm-hmm. literally. Um, and when I say that, I mean, I was lost um, my college years. And just been part of the process of growing up and trying to find myself to become a man. Um, mm-hmm. And God knows at certain times what works. And my daughter is what worked for me. Um, and she inspired me to create Dad's Do It Too because, you know, the, the important the importance, the the significance of being a dad is is, is vital. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? And um, a lot of people use, you know, sometimes when people become dads, they they run away from it. But I used right. it to to make me better, mm-hmm. and um, to help me to to build myself. You know, so my goal with dads do too, which we'll get more into, is just to help inspire other dads and encourage other dads to let them know, like, yo, like you really mean something, and you Absolutely. really you really can make an impact in your child life. You know, so. Man, dads do it too, man. It's something that I want to push for all men, um, whether Absolutely. you have a child or not. But when you get mm-hmm. to that process, that's why dads do it too, is there to help steer you in the right place. Absolutely. So um, you say, you know, your daughters want, you know, kind of changed your life. And there's always been that saying, daughters come into a man's life to calm them down. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I find that funny. And we all know. Now Hill has two. Maybe <laughs> we all know Hill. Congrats, right? congrats, congrats, congrats to Hill. So, like I said, maybe Hill was just a little bit too hard-headed. Um, <laughs> but how old, so, uh, how old is your daughter? She three. Three, nice yeah. man. So, um, you made it out the terrible twos. <laughs> how how those threes treating you? Man, three going on thirty, bro. Three going on thirty. 
I can, I can, grown. I can tell yeah. you from my own experience. Yeah. I got, I have a year and a half. My, my boy is a year and a half, and it's just like every single day is something new. And oh. you, you see kids every day, and you just wonder, like, how are you? How are you this intelligent? Yeah, it's almost like it's. It seems as as they go on through the world, we bring them down. It's almost as like life kind of like puts them in a box because kids are so creative. They think outside the box. Mm-hmm. They have this like they have this mind. It seems like they're like their mind is open to the world. And just seeing how my son acts, it's almost like I feel like he sees things. I feel like mm-hmm. he sees things that humans can't see. Well, not mm-hmm. just humans. I say adults. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. facts. Because he'll yeah. walk in a room, he'll throw his hands up, and he'll just be staring in the corner. He'll be laughing, yeah. playing around with nothing in his hand, nothing. And Bro. so I think it's almost <laughs> just like we need to, you know, we don't pay attention, bro. Exactly. And we need to encourage our kids and push our kids to not put them in this societal box. Um, And so, you know, like you said, you want to really push, you know, for fathers and men in general who maybe not have kids yet, but let them know that they matter. What, What are some tips that you can give either, you know, new fathers fathers who may feel like they have the weight of the world on their shoulders or someone who mm-hmm. wants kids down the line. Oh man. I mean, first and first, man, just love on your child mm-hmm. because they're going to love on you. And um, like you were saying before, um, like they do stuff that's unexplainable. Like even on my toughest days, like my daughter would just come in the room and just give me a hug. And I'm like, damn, I'm going through it right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And how she know like that hug just it, it, it just did something to me. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Like, like you said, like they do stuff like it's unexplainable. Like mm-hmm. my daughter ran like that. I love you. And like, I needed to hear that. You know what I'm I saying? It. It's just like that little piece right there alone. Just be like, yo, like that's not regular day. Like, but so for new tips of father, like embrace the journey because mm-hmm. as you say, you got a one and a half year old, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, your journey just began, but it's steps. You know what I'm 100%. saying? Steps because. You got the fragile stage, which fragile, you just like, oh, like, you know what I'm saying? How to handle, how to care for them. And then I remember when my daughter's at the age, I was like, I, I couldn't wait for my daughter to start talking. So I, when she cried, I could understand why she crying. I can't mm-hmm. wait till she started to lift her head up so I don't have mm-hmm. to watch her every five seconds or yep. just laying down. But let me just go check on it. You know what I'm saying? So 100%. it's really just a journey of, of, of fatherhood, of, of being a parent. You know what I'm saying? Because your alarm is here at first and then start going down a little bit uh-huh. and start going down a little bit. So, you know what I mean? But embrace the journey because I mean, your kids really do. When they say your kids grow overnight, they really do. Facts. Know? Facts. <laughs> so let, let me, let me first preface this one. There's a stigma out there against fathers. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's an even worse stigma out there for black fathers. Black fathers. Yep. And, so- minority fathers also um so what type of resources do you at dads do it to provide for you know the guy who wants to be there for his child but are being plagued by those societal stigmas that fathers and especially black fathers often face I mean, the, the the first thing that that you know we like to offer is just to be transparent and um just to come as you are and just to have conversation. That's mm-hmm. some good conversation is is key. 
know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because stigma, but a lot of times that get beaten up because you, what you're already hearing and what you're already assuming. Mm-hmm. When you yeah, have facts. that one-on-one conversation, that one-on-one to understand, like, yo, bro, what you're going through, I'm going through too. Right, then that right. opens up comfortability. Like, okay, mm-hmm. now I'm comfortable. Now I'm relaxed. Now I can take my jacket off in the room because you know what? This brother right here is feel, dealing with the same thing I'm dealing. But sometimes as men, we're so prideful. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. and, and, and we, we don't like to, you know, like to show any type of weakness, show any type of like we need help. You know what I'm saying? Like we got it once when really we don't got it. You know what I'm saying? We human. You know, so when you get when when you can have that one-on-one and I can be like, yo, bro, you know, I was dealing with that too. You know, I went through so I like to first start with just conversation, man. Mm -hmm. Conversation breaking ice. You know, letting you know, like, yo, you're human, I'm human too. You know what I'm saying? And then we go from there. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't diagnose nobody without even having a conversation, without even understanding what's going on. Absolutely. And I, I, I want to kind of just say something to kind of piggyback off that. There is a stigma, but what we like to do here at the Three Man Weave is also to change the narrative. Yeah. And I feel as if our generation of fathers have been really, really doing that. Even if we're not necessarily with our uh, child's mother or even if we are, I think a lot of Black men today have been extremely active in are trying to not be necessarily what people thought our fathers right. were. We could right. still have active fathers, but I also believe there's more resources. Things allow mm. us to um, understand. And even if you have a child young, I think we do mature and we have been working to change that narrative because I think we understand that this is one of the best experiences in the world. Mm-hmm. And so how do you feel about kind of that stigma still being portrayed, per se, amongst black men, especially that, for the most part, we're absent fathers. Yeah, I, I think first to touch back, we said, like, we are proving that, you know, what I'm saying that we can get the job done, especially more and more with our generation, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, so what you got to keep doing is remember that, you know, what I'm saying it's a marathon, you know, and if we think about what people say, stigma, et cetera, it's still about that with just our skin color alone, the things we can and can't do. It's, and it's always going to be somebody saying what we can or can't do. But you know how you beat that? You just throw that monkey on your back and you just keep pushing. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You don't let you don't let one person, pe- people, however, tell you how to go about your your daily lifestyle, what you're doing, especially mm-hmm. when you know what you're doing. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? So I, I'm the type of person, I, I try to let my walk um, do the talking. And when I do that, I mean, like, just let my light shine. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like. I, I don't I don't I feel like I don't even got to tell somebody I'm a good father. Like somebody should just be able to, to see like, yo, you know what I'm saying? So when that stigma does come along, when somebody say that, like, nah, not him. I see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't even, right. even want to speak for myself. Yeah, you know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. I want I want my walk to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So people be like, you know, OK, like he says, like, imagine me starting dads do it, too. And I was a bad dad. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, and, or a dad that's just not even playing my part. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, so me knowing my role. In my child life, I don't care what somebody got to say. Like, I, I know my walk. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I was that comfortable to start even dads do it, too. Mm-hmm. You know? So. Right. 100%. And yeah. this, you know, I, this statement that I'm about to make is not to take anything away from women. But we're trying to make sure that we have a platform <laughs> for, for men as well. 
And mm-hmm. I want to say mothers, there are plenty of great mothers out here. And I plenty. love all the mothers out there. You know, I wouldn't be anywhere without my grandmother, Absolutely my not. mother, and, 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 and Jasmine, the mother of my child. So I do want to say that, you know, I do thank them. But what I want to also say is sometimes it's also hard because being a dad is a thankless job also. Mm-hmm. You don't, you know, we we tend to do a lot. And we're not necessarily saying that we need to be thanked for things that we are supposed to do. But just like mm-hmm. anybody, sometimes, you know, you do like to be acknowledged and you do want to know that you are on the right track. So sometimes that acknowledgement saying like, hey, you're doing a great job or thank mm-hmm. you. I appreciate you for doing this. Mm-hmm. That can really go a long way to help. And I think what we as men need to do is acknowledge each other. Mm-hmm. Same thing, same way we would do in anything else. Like if somebody gets a new job, like if one of your mans get a new job, you congratulate them. Like, hey, congratulations. Or they get a promotion. Or they just, you know, have been making it through. I think we need to support each other more. Mm-hmm. Facts, um, man. Facts. And I, I saw something on uh, Charlemagne, uh, the page, where he was talking to, I think, one of his life counselors or something like that. He got tons yeah. of people who yeah, talked yeah, to yeah, him. Yeah. But, what, but what, he was, <laughs> what, what, what the gentleman was saying is we need to allow ourselves to just accept compliments and not give it back. Mm-hmm. And I think that's mm-hmm. actually a big thing where it's like, enjoy the spotlight. When someone tells you something good, enjoy it, take it. You don't necessarily have to say, hey, man, you're doing a great job, too. Like, no, let that let that come around naturally as well. And I think mm-hmm. you're starting to see it a lot within uh, amongst black people. But I think amongst black men, we need to make sure that we do it even more. And we make yeah. a concerted effort to really just pull each other up, big each other up, because we need to let each other know, like it's okay. We got to enough. Not be okay. It's enough stacked against you. us. Yeah. It's enough yeah. stacked against us for us to not want to be collectively on the same side, especially if it's about the generation after us. It's like yeah. when you think about those those generations of black people who were at powerful points in history, who 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 laid foundations for us. It's like. They weren't selfish. And I'm not saying one that we are. I'm not when when I talk about us, I'm not talking about us in particular, but as a generation together, we have had a selfish mentality about everything, not even just fatherhood, but just about everything. It's a I gotta make it before the next person. Mm-hmm. I can't share how I made it with the next person. So it's like when you look at the cultures that do flourish, it's community is always key. Community yeah is always key in anything that flourishes and so you know i just one i want to commend you for doing what you're doing because that's bringing community together you said the first thing that you want to do is when someone needs help or resources is have a conversation and and that's the easiest way to start a community you know is Mm -hmm. listening active listening you know and then and responding accordingly so you know, we need more of that in the black community. So kudos to you for, you know, for just being a champion of that and trying to push that forward. I appreciate that, fellas. I really do. And and like you was mentioning earlier, like we, we I take my head off to any woman that, that bear a child, you know, and have a child like dads do it too. It's no knock on, on no exactly. female. Absolutely not. <clears throat> you know, and I want to get that out there nice and clear. It's no knock. You know what I'm saying? But I'm pretty sure moms want to see dads. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? 
be empower themselves and that should be the thought process and that should mm-hmm. that should be the push you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you shouldn't look at dads do it too as a knock it's more so right. like okay we're trying to be if you're giving 100 percent, we're trying to give 100 percent with you the mm-hmm. equality 100%. you know what i'm saying we and yeah. we could do it we more than capable you know and like you're saying about uplifted dads that's what dads do it too all about man i wanted mm-hmm. to create a culture where i make dads feel empower i make dads feel good about themselves mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying Absolutely. like um today um i posted i'm um, here you know what i'm saying cap capture the moment capture the moment was him you know him with his with his new baby girl bundle of joy he need mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying holding his girl like that's a beautiful moment and mm-hmm. as a man i'm gonna give him you know what i'm saying some love some light some shine on it because yeah. us dads we need it you know Absolutely. what i mean it, and, and those that, moments that pushes those moments in life are fleeting too so it's like in this day and time that we live in like you know everything's so fast so it's like you need somebody to tell you to cherish that moment because Mm -hmm. like you said he's gonna wake up one day and his daughters are gonna be grown you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so you know gotta gotta definitely be in the moment because time, time, time don't wait for no man a lot of people don't know like i my daughter passed away so i definitely know like when you said those moments are fleeting for real. Condolences. So, yeah. Appreciate yeah. that. Definitely, man. Yeah, definitely, man. If we if we can build this community amongst dads and 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 we encourage each other and, and empower each other. I mean just you know uplifting a brother, you know what I'm saying? Nice. And in different moments and different times. I mean can you imagine what we really could do? You know what I'm saying? Can you imagine how many people like the goal is to want you to be a good dad? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Want you to be a like mm-hmm. oh like I hope when I post my stuff, yeah I'm posting because it's just what I naturally like doing with my daughter. Mm-hmm. That hopes another man see this like yo I'm about to go take my yeah. child like that's, that's that's my goal. You know what I'm saying? Takes the community, takes yeah. the community to raise a child. So you know I know you said you have some of those goals, but what are some specific things that you really want to accomplish with dads do it too? Yeah, my, you know, my biggest goal, and, and hear me loud, because my biggest goal, I want to pull in the dads who are the fathers who are not being dad. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest goal. That's so many times goal, we, we 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 give up on them. We already labeled them deadbeats. We already mm-hmm. kick them under the earth. You know what I'm saying? We call them for what they are. And Thank do you, they deserve bro. that title? I mean, damn sure. You know what I'm saying? But if we just kick them to the side and never throw in a rope to try to anchor them in, then we just gonna keep. Failing our kids, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Keep having these kids grow up with no male in the home or or no person that they can look up to for advice, role model, etc. We're just going to label them and kick them to the side. Nah, I want to create something where I can reel them in and be like, yo, look, you started here, but it ain't about how you start, it's about how you finish. How can I get you Fact. to get on the phone with your kid? How can Bro. I get you to have a conversation? How can I get that I love you, I'm sorry? You know what I'm saying? Like, no, it's not even about you and your child. Mom. How can I get you to fix this? If I could do that, one by one, one by one. You did your, you did, you did more than your part, bro. And, and I think that, I think I'm, that's. Go ahead, off my back. I'm just so, I'm so glad that you said that because when I brought up the stigma of being a father, that's what I was saying. I wasn't speaking towards fathers who are already doing the right thing. I'm talking about that father who's, who's lost and mm-hmm. maybe gave up on doing the right thing because, like you said, AJ being a dad is a thankless job. So it's like I don't. I, I, when I was putting forth effort, I, you know, I wasn't getting no respect in anything still. So it's like, what's what's the point? It could be mm-hmm. lost, could be broken. But sometimes 
we just need to reach a hand to just, you know what I mean, pick you up and, and, and help you say, you know what I mean? Like, even if it takes to, I go with you. You feel me? Yeah. You want to pick, you haven't picked your son up in, in three months. I'll go with you. Bro. Set up like, a play date. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Something like <laughs> Whatever. that. Whatever. Anything. Mm -hmm. So, bro, I 100% I, I agree with you. And I 100% support your goal. And if you can accomplish that, I, you have went above and beyond your call of duty, bro. And I also yeah. think that is accountability on us as those dads who feel like we are doing a great job, who are working to get better every day. If we like, we have to hold those close to us accountable as well. Same thing mm -hmm. that we have to do when it comes to protecting women. You have to hold each other accountable. If you see your man's doing something to a woman, you have to step in. If you see your man not being a father, you just can't. That can't. That can't happen. I'm not yeah. gonna be. I'm not gonna be a friend of someone who is not taking care of their responsibility. Yeah. So yeah, it's either right. it's, it's into step. It's 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 on us that's to intervene. Rub off on me. Exactly, and it's, it. And once again, you are the company you keep, as they say, yeah. birds of a feather yeah. flock together. Yeah. And if I'm hanging around you and I know you're not taking care of your responsibilities, I don't want people to think that that's something that, that I'm starting to I do. Have moves to make. Yeah. Exactly. So it's to me, you have to, you know, it's almost like the work, the work snitch policy. See something, say something. Yeah. If, I, if I if I see you out here not doing what you're supposed to do, I'm going to call you out. And I've also built that rapport with those close to me that know. If yeah. I see you doing something that I don't appreciate, I'm going to call yeah. you out on it. And there there has to be a humbling and uh, putting your ego aside to be able to really accept someone telling you that you ain't doing what you're supposed to do. And you're looking mm -hmm. bad out here. And I think we can't but be afraid. A, that's of, actually of being a real offensive. friend, though. That's yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Friend. But people people mistake that for, you know, being a hater. People like people's perception is so off because when, when it comes to telling them something that's supposed to help them don't even mm -hmm. know who their real friends are aj so they many want friends they want friends who's going to tell them what they want to hear and what, and not what they can't take constructive criticism man and when things go down and then and they say first thing they say is i can't believe this person did that and yeah. yes i can't you know why because that's not even your real friend yeah. you don't know who your real friends are. You think that a yes man around you is your real friend, mm -hmm. but your real friends, like you said, you considered them haters. Not when in actuality, they just wanted you to avoid the trap. But yeah. we got to be and, focused. And, and, and real quick, Jay, before you go, what uh -huh. you said, AJ, about Chase just staying off and seeing things that you probably aren't aware of. Bro, I was reading, I've been reading this book on enlightenment. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Mm -hmm. And it literally was talking about how children, before they have been brainwashed by society, are more in tune with the universe. Absolutely. And that they know things and can see things that we can't. And that the, the biggest issue for people who do become enlightened, a lot of times they end up being crazy is because- No, they're not. Once, they're told they're crazy. <laughs> exactly <laughs> because they don't fit in society anymore but also it's like it's hard once you've once you've seen the truth for what it what it really is it's hard to be surrounded by everything else that we're doing and so you kind of you kind of you kind of fit out you're like a fish out of water out of that yeah but um i i truly do believe that children can can show us the the true way if you just look nobody's at children, more honest 
They yeah. are 100 percent. Yeah, 100 percent, bro. Because and don't, 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 don't care where they at either. They're gonna tell you. <laughs> children are 100 percent honest because it's adults who taint them. It's adults mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. twist their minds. Instead of, and and that's yeah. one of the, that's actually one of the things that I've always said that I'm trying to do with, with my son is I'm not his owner. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not someone I'm not in control of him. I can't mm-hmm. control his life. Mm-hmm. I'm going to allow him to be who he wants to be. Think how mm-hmm. he wants to think. And I'm mm-hmm. going to be I'm going to be someone to be advice for. I'm going to be a god, bro. Someone, I'm like that's literally all it is. I'm, I'm someone that you can come to when you do feel lost. Mm-hmm. And any advice that I've given you, I'm not going to tell you this is the way that you need to go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you this is the experience that I have went through. Mm-hmm. This is and maybe that gave me chills, bro. And you, maybe you this up, maybe this is something that I would have done different. Mm-hmm. But one thing that was always told to me by my dad was. It's very simple, but it's true. Experience is the best teacher. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't live your life for you. Mm-hmm. I can tell you my experiences, mm-hmm. and you can make your own judgment off of that. But if you want to go left, and I told you I went right, I can't say anything because I went right, and somebody told me to go straight, or somebody right. told me don't go. Somebody told me just turn back around and don't go that mm-hmm. way. But I went that way and bumped my head. And what I'm going to instill in my son is. Do what makes you comfortable. Do what makes you happy. And you always have a place to come back to restart. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think we don't treat, like, we don't do that with our kids enough because we're trying, we're so, as black people, we're so busy trying to prepare our kids for this cruel world that they're about to step mm-hmm. into. Mm-hmm. We don't love on them enough and we don't let them be kids and we don't and let we, them I was be about teenagers. To say, we rob mm-hmm. them of their, of their and, childhood. And, and we don't really allow them to do certain things that other kids get to experience because we're trying to say, you can't do this, you can't do this. When in all actuality, you have to our trust. It's not our fault. It's not our fault, but. I'm not mm. here to blame we nobody else to, because guess because, what? because what I, I we have to we have to allow this to happen anyway. You have yeah. to grow because, because that, and that's what I was gonna say. And this is for both of y'all to answer because, like you said, especially as black children, our parents had to prepare us for the world prior mm-hmm. than what we we're ready. Now, if if they didn't do that, we we would be handicapped out here. So it's like it's almost a catch twenty two. Like yes, you have to. Do everything that you said, AJ, but you also still, you still have to put your child somehow into the world because they're going to have to be a part of it. And, and I guess that's the most scariest thing for a parent. Yeah. yeah. So what I will say to that real quick, uh, Cannon, and then I'm going to let you go, Jay. Have you ever done something and you felt like you did every single step right? And still messed up. And it's still messed up. That's Absolutely. what it to me. That's what it is. You feel like you mm-hmm. can do every single thing right with your child, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, something can still go completely wrong. Mm-hmm. So, in like within that time frame, you just have to allow them to be. Let do them be best. a child. Yeah. Let them be yeah. a teenager. Let them be a young adult. Yeah. And like I said, just let them know if something goes wrong, I'm here. Yeah. Like and I, you like Cannon, you know personally. My dad was one of like the most important people in my life. My dad passed um, probably nearly a decade ago now. Um, it was 2013. But um, he, you know, he always told me like at the end of the day, right or wrong, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. My dad said when, the exact same thing. When, when we get behind closed doors, we're gonna have a real talk. But when Fact. it comes to like when it comes to being out in public and public you. perception and, mm-hmm. and, and anybody else do anything, I'm gonna stand you know, with y'all. Right, right or wrong, I'm with you and I'm always behind you. And I think mm-hmm. that's something that we also don't do as black parents, is where we're trying to be such a dominion over our child and have that mm-hmm. oh, I'm the parent and not your friend. Yeah. Our mm-hmm. kids don't talk to us and then they go elsewhere and get and seek, really bad and, and advice. Seek guidance. And they then seek they'll guidance elsewhere. And, and, the, and they'll do things behind your back. They try to sneak and do things mm-hmm. where you could actually avoid it without fear of consequence. Mm-hmm. Yes, certain things deserve consequences in life, but Absolutely. it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean you have to, you know, be you know excoriating your children, beating your children, punish your children with taking something away. It could just be so much as like, hey, you did some dumb shit there. <laughs> and, and really just be honest with them and like, no, that's some dumb shit. Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Because now you see what happened. Yeah, and yeah. this consequence, something that I can't save you from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't save go- you from everything. And, and I think they that's where, learn that. And that and that's where we need to really push, you know, our kids, let them know like. I'm here for you if you need me, but I cannot mm-hmm. save you from everything. So you may yeah. want to, you know, have your own experiences, but just know you have to be mature about it. Yeah. And and, 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 and like you said, you know, you could tell the, your, your child that the stove is hot. It's still going to touch it and get their hand mm-hmm. burned. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think I, I, me too. And I think, like you said, we, we, can tell, we, we can tell our, our, our kids a lot and, um, and try to steer them the right way. But like I said, everybody in this life have your own journey. But Absolutely. the best thing we can do as dads is model what they should do. And, yeah. and because they're always looking. Mm-hmm. Even 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 your son that's a year and a half, he's watching. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like a hawk. Like, like he, he, it, it's strange, but that, that's how kids learn. 100%. They watch us first in the home. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Totally. And then they get exposed to the world and they're like, hold up, I ain't learned this in the house. I'm an educator, so I teach. My mom yeah, said... Me too, bro. Me too. So you you, you see it. They they, yeah. they revert back to what they were taught. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So a lot of times it's not even about what we say. I could tell my daughter one thing. Now, she I, know, now I know why doing you... Something different. She like, I know why you're doing what you're doing now. You know what I'm saying? Because, because as an educator, you can clearly... And I and I hate saying this because it's adds to the stigma, but I can see because I, I deal with I deal with elementary students, so young young children. Oh, you seen is probably yeah. the oldest, all the, all the way down to three, um, mm-hmm. and so I can just tell from the way a student behaves on a daily basis if dad is around or yeah. if dad is not around, and there's a complete difference, um, and so. Once again, I, I, I definitely got to give you your kudos because that's my goal. I don't have a corporation or a foundation, but that's one of my goals that I'm doing out here is, is and, and over my years that I've been in education, was try to bridge gaps with families, especially in families where mm-hmm. you dealt with this in education where the, the dad, where the split custody or, yeah. or there's an issue where the dad can't come pick him up or the mom can't pick him up. I've always mm-hmm. tried to bridge that gap whenever I could and let parents know that this is for the betterment of a child, of the child. Yeah. I, my parents were never married. My parents were never married, but my parents did an excellent job mm-hmm. 
at co-parenting us. And the fact that they were never married, an outsider would never know because if it was my birthday, my yeah. mother and father would be together out at a dinner and we would look like a family. They would thought that they were husband and wife, not because they were kissy and all of that, but just because we we were one unit as a family. We're and even my, yeah, exactly. And and even still, like if I were to have something now, like my mother and father, they, they still talk as friends, you know, just mm -hmm. because they they feel like they did a great job together at raising absolutely us. So it's like, and no point to not be friends. We we went on this journey you together, even though I they had different spouses you saw and, and, and the spouses and, and, respected too because they also took a part in helping me and my siblings become the people that we are so it's like it can that's a huge piece that's it that's can, a huge piece because i tell people all the time like one i've grew up in a split home you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying my dad was in and out of jail my mom mm -hmm. remarried when i was probably about a teenager you know what I'm saying? So I always felt like I never had that one-on-one -on -one time with either my mom or my dad. I always felt like it was somebody else in the picture. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Then my dad just was out running the streets, so boom. Two, I'm not with my child, mom. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We split. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's two stigmas right there I had against me. I never had mm -hmm. a dad in my life. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm not with my child, mom. Yeah. But I use all that to be like, yo, I, you still can. If I could do it, Change you still can do it. Bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I'm a walking vessel of somebody who, nah, I did. Like, when my dad used to treat me like like I was second option, et cetera, I used to say to myself as a young child, yo, I can't Never. wait to have a child because yeah. I'm going right. to do the opposite. Mm -hmm. And that's why I want to tell the dudes that try to use the excuse, well, I never had a dad to show me the way. Well, I never had a dad to show me the way either. Yeah. But instead, mm -hmm. what I did was I said, I'm going to do everything he didn't do. Yeah. See, that's exactly. the that's that that that's that's what we got to change. That's the variable that we changed right yeah. there. It's not the use it as excuse. Nah, mm -hmm. all right, I'm going to use that. To push me forward to be but we need a model like you said yeah. because everybody handles trauma different and and regardless of how you flipped it that what that is a trauma like you said because yeah. i grew up in this i grew up in a split household too and Same here. I, yeah. I didn't know it was a trauma maybe until i was 19 20 or 21 and i was acting out and doing dumb stuff you feel me mm -hmm. uh, and it was probably a product of that even though like i said my parents were a united front with it but it still it still bothered me because it's it split me and my siblings up yep. and other things that you know really affect children. So yeah, you know, I, I, I like I can't do nothing but commend you because there's not a lot of people out here that want to see black fathers who are written off or fathers in general who are written off come back into the fold, man. And, hey. and to me, that's a that's a beautiful thing. And but I you're doing a great job too. My fault, I mean to cut you off. No, no, you, you're doing a great job too, and you need to pat yourself on the back. Because if you're an educator and you're working in the field, you already know what it is when they see a, a African American guy in behind yeah, a classroom, in a classroom, etc. Yeah. They already look up to yeah. us. Yeah. They're already looking up at us as a father figure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have so many kids, yeah, students that, that that still reach out to me to this day and tell me how mm -hmm. much I meant to them or just ask me, check on me. Because when I step in that classroom and they see me black. Tats, got yeah. a little swag, etc. But see yeah. me able to hold yeah. myself as a man yeah. and hold them accountable to things they do. Mm -hmm. They're like, hold up. At first, it's a, a nine nine, but then it's like, a, wait, wait, hold yeah. up. Like, I'm not yeah. used to this. Yeah. So then you understand that God put you in a position where you being fathers to kids, and I'm not yeah. saying that in no joking way, but you're nah, playing nah, a, a, a vital part nah, in kids' life. That's a reality, bro. 
And yeah. I think I think one thing that we need to do as uh, black fathers, because I think this is something that really has shaped me into who I am, not just as a father, but as a black man. As fathers, we need to not be afraid to share our mistakes. And mm-hmm. we need to be able to, you know, take that accountability and own our mistakes. Because just like your, your father, my father was in and out of jail a lot. My father was doing some things that, you know, would really jeopardize his livelihood and mm-hmm. his ability to be able to be in my life. And around the time that I was about 13, I'll never forget it. Um, I was just walking home from school one day and a car just just stopped along the road, just like did a, a hard stop. And me and all my friends, we walking home from school and being from Cincinnati, we like, oh, we about to get jumped by some older mm-hmm. dudes. Mm-hmm. And my dad hopped out the car. Mm-hmm. And like, that was like- Describe that bro. moment. Bro, like, it like- <laughs> I, like it feels it, right now. Bro, it, like, literally, like literally, like it's like, it's like, I'm getting emotional thinking about mm-hmm. that moment right now because that's something yeah. that I'll never forget. And he just told me like, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And- you know, because mm. he was like, I didn't know he was out of jail, but he was purposely mm. driving around my neighborhood in hopes to like run into him. Right, yeah, yeah. But let me tell you something special, bro. Mm-hmm. My dad would do the same thing, man. I would come mm. home from school. I remember one time I was coming home from school, I kid you not, and a white car was just parked outside my grandfather's house. I used to live with my grandparents. They raised mm-hmm. me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm like this white car here, and I just see this Caucasian dude just looking out the out his window mm-hmm. and just keep following me. So as a kid, I, I took off. And things right. like, yeah. then my dad hops out the car like, wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. And that moment alone of just seeing my dad like, and I ain't see him about three years. It's like, mm-hmm. it's a, I forgot everything he ever did to me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And just yeah. that moment alone is just like, damn. You know what I'm saying? That's that's that that's what we need. That that's what how you feed our soul. Like we we want to 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 um to feel that love, and we want our dads to open up and give us that love. You don't got to be always tough on us. You got to always always show us like you know you want us to be a man because part of being a man is like you said admitting admitting mistakes, Absolutely. also telling your son you love him. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, 100%. I have a cousin that never his dad never told him he loved him because he always just wanted to be tough. Exactly. But his cousin, but he needed to hear that from his dad. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily not being tough to show affection, but I just think that's exactly. the stigma that has been oh, built. Yeah. And, and, that, I think, and that's why I brought that up, man. And and yeah. also, some me, dads just don't know no better or how yeah, to show love. One hundred percent. Was a model in front of because, them because because once again, that's just kind of one of the things that they didn't get as well. So I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking anybody, but it's about learning and it's about progression. I think mm-hmm. once again, that's why I say. We need to start to break that. And I think we are. And also what I was going to say is uh, some of the stuff that we like we've dealt with in our lifetime has been traumatic to us and we've harbored it. But to us, we just thought that that's a part of life. And, no. I actually, yeah. and I like I literally started like once I started working out with the company that I am, they offered free therapy. Mm-hmm. And so I started going to therapy and I started telling my therapist about some of the experiences that I've had in my life. And some of them like, not normal. The first experiences that I've had and like you think of like when you're three years old, you're not going to remember something or ah. five years old. But I remember specific events in my life. I remember when I was three years old and my mm-hmm. parents, like the argument that my parents got into mm-hmm. that caused their separation. I remember being on the phone at five years old and my dad calling me from Atlanta saying, son, I'm not going to come home for some time. And him ended up being locked up in Atlanta for five years. Mm-hmm. I remember crying on the phone, like, why can't you, like, why can't you just come home and stuff like that? 
And so those things were like burned into my mind. Yeah. And I've never dealt with them. I've never talked to anybody and told anybody how it really made me feel mm-hmm. and the thoughts and, and the perception I have mm-hmm. of him up until kind of like when he did come back into my life. And yeah. I think that's one of the things that we really need to 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 be able to accept is like, hey, talk about some of the things that have hurt you in your life. Yeah. Talk yeah. about some of the things that you remember that have like caused you pain, caused you sadness, because some of that stuff, like that shit molds you into who you are today. Mm-hmm. And it can affect how you Future portray relation. yourself. And, and your um, relationships with people, one hundred percent, because you can become guarded. You be, you can become cold, mm-hmm. and yeah. you can, like, and so I think we need to really learn how to express ourselves, and we need to be able to understand that, like, yo, I wish Hill was here because, hey, this is this is Hill. Like, hey, crying is okay. Hill, yes. Hill, like, and like, I'm it's, glad it's, I'm glad Hill ain't here, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it, it's it's like we we as black men have gotten to this you know, this stigma that we can't show emotion because we have to be tough for everything. And it's not that you can't show emotion. It's literally like showing emotion doesn't make you soft. It's how you process it. It's how you deal with these things mm-hmm. and how you like how you move forward. Like it's okay to be sad, but what you going to do after? Because that's what my dad ended up telling me is, okay, yeah, it's not about like, yes, you can feel this, mm-hmm. but as a man, you can't stay here. Yeah. No. Nah. Yeah, you got like you have emotions. How you have emotions and how you're gonna for gotta embrace those emotions. Yeah, man. I mean the and roller learn, coaster, man. Learn you got, from them. Yeah, remember like, it's those okay feelings. to cry. Like when I cry, I, I keep when I when I cry, I let it go. Like I have that moment. I don't rush mm-hmm. that moment. I don't mm-hmm. try to. Nah, I let it out because I need that moment. And after that, like you said, okay, now what's next? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I used to, like my. I remember growing up in the church and my grandfather, God rest his soul, he was he played a father role to me. And when he used to preach, he'd be like, he'll cry while he preached, but he'll tell me like, don't let these tears fool you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like just because he's crying, it don't it, it's not a sign of any type of weakness. But you mm-hmm. just embrace it and then you just move forward from it. You know, and yeah. and understand like 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 I'm gonna keep saying everything is a process. Everything is a journey, and you use your journey to help other people along the journey. And, and that's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to push with dads through it too, man. Is uh, everybody have a different story? You know what I'm saying? Right. We all have different stories, and your story might can help somebody else. Might can right. reach somebody else. You saying that that you got therapy might get the brother that was been contemplating about getting um therapy. Yeah. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Like he he might have been one therapy, but he probably never heard of no man saying he got therapy. So now yeah. he hearing you saying it. Yeah, I'm about to get therapy because I seen what yeah. it did to him. I was. And, and that's what it's all about, man. It's us being transparent with ourselves, with each other, and, and, and that alone will help bridge the gap and help bring people to want to jump on board and and, and and be better men. And then you'd be better dads, you know? 100%. And so, I, go ahead, I was going to say, just tell us about Move, man. I just feel like this hey, is a... Hey, boy, <laughs> I feel like this is a perfect time you yeah, know, to because segue it, and to tell us They all went what hand in hand. Yeah, move dads do too went hand to hand. I mean, I was a menace in college, man. I don't mm-hmm. know if y'all know so much about me in college, but I I always was in trouble, man. Um, mm-hmm. I couldn't get right. You know, every like in life can't get right. That was me. I couldn't get right, mm-hmm. man. Um, I always wanted the spotlight. Um, because I didn't get attention so much at home, I wanted attention mm-hmm. at college, right. and I, I demanded attention. I mean, attention, um, altercations, etc. I mean. Half a time, nine times out of ten, any altercation I got into it had nothing to do with me. But because I wanted that spotlight, I made it my business. And that got me mm-hmm. in so much trouble. 
You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I my college careers, I damaged. I was damaged goods. But I didn't let that stop me from, from turning over a new leaf. And that's when I had my daughter and a, a, lot, a lot changed for me. And um, with me having my daughter, I wanted to make a positive change. And um, I actually was a part of, I actually am a part of an organization on campus called FAM. And I played a mm -hmm. huge role in getting FAM suspended from me fighting. Mm -hmm. And that could have been the end of that story, you know, but what I did, um, I used my daughter to help motivate me and, and help make some changes in my life. And um, I started teaching in the classroom and I just wanted to change my image for me, mm -hmm. not for nobody else first, but for me first, because mm -hmm. I know like, you know, it's, it's more to me and, and the story just begun. And um, I just after George Floyd was murdered, um, I held a few couple local protests um, and the goal was this. I could have rioted. I could have looted. I was pissed. I was angry as a black man. I mm -hmm. wanted to go seek revenge, seek violence. I could have mm -hmm. did what the world was doing. But I remember, like I was telling you, um, Cannon, that I, so many kids look up to me in the classroom, and I got Facts. a little daughter at home. Mm -hmm. And what if they catch me on TV mm -hmm. um, breaking in buildings and, and, and destroying property? Then they're mm -hmm. going to look at me different. I set the, par, the bar so high in the classroom mm -hmm. and in my family that I, I got to keep the, walking the straight line. So, um, what I did, man, is I just I just started walking, man, and I walked, and before I know, I had about three hundred people behind me, and um, mm. big crowd, man, right in Petersburg. You know, Petersburg mm. legit, man. Yeah. And we walking into Colonial yeah. Heights, yeah. and you know, Colonial Heights Colonial is called Whites. Colonial Whites. So, <laughs> I, I'm leading this crowd, and people piss, and it's the first one, and I'm pissed, mm. and I'm just walking. I'm like, yo, I'm just walking, man. And before I know it, the chief of police, and they're they're right in front of Wawa. Just got a straight line, like something out of a movie, like a like a mm -hmm. face off, standoff. Their cars blocked, and I had to make a a, a choice right there. Do I want to walk past this guy, knowing that I'm gonna have all these people following me, because it's my freedom to walk, my freedom of speech. Do I want to do that, or do I want to have a conversation? And remember, I said something about having conversations, mm -hmm. man. Vital, man. And um, I said a few words, something about along the line of, man, this not black versus white and i don't think every cop are racist but this is black versus everybody that's racist you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. no this not even black this is us because it was mm -hmm. more than just black people in the crowd it's yeah, us no, right. it's, it's been white people in the no. movement bro but, yeah yeah i mean I, I mean and in that moment alone i told a cop like one i salute cops for what they do and not every cop's a bad cop but right. these are the ones that's for the bad cops in that moment alone i could have i could have not shook his hand mm -hmm. i could have walked past him could have said yeah. f him yeah, but I made a choice because I know who was watching, and I know that I had a three hundred people around me that probably have kids that they need to go home to. Absolutely. And my my actions can affect their actions. My decision can affect their actions. So what do and I do? Yours. And yours. And mine. You you could have said f you, and you could have caught a billy club to right. the back of your head, <laughs> back of the head, or a, gun, or a gunshot for the rest of your life, bro. You yeah. feel me? So but instead of that might have been better tendon, bro. Some of these people that have caught the Billy Club and stuff like that, bro, is like you don't want to not be able to walk and stuff because you was angry in a moment. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. like you said, communication. That's that's gonna be the one that's gonna be the number one thing that we have to do amongst ourselves, yeah, before we branch out. And then when we do branch out, that's gonna have to be the number one thing. Um Conversation it's, is key, it, bro. It's Watch key it. in life because a lot of times we're saying the same. So many times I've argued with AJ and <laughs> an outsider had told us we both saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. and, and we're just saying it different ways. But it's 
ending up the same thing. But we spent the hour saying mm-hmm. arguing about it. Now, if we have had effective communication, which means if mm, I would have actively listened to what he said and he would have actively listened to what I said, we could have saved the hour of our lives and realized that we're saying the same saying thing. the same thing. And and mm-hmm. in that moment, bro, when I when I shook that cop hand, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if the crowd was about to say, forget him or however the case may be. But in that moment, bro, everything changed for the right way, man. I mean, after that, I had about five to six more protests. Prince mm-hmm. George, Hopewell, mm-hmm. um, Dinwiddie. I mean, we, we hit all Central Virginia up, man. And each protest at least had at least 200 people. And I could tell you not one time there was any type of incident. No arrests, no glass being broken, um, nothing um, profanity being shot out at an officer. But we we demonstrated. But I tell people this: they're like, so what happened? I don't I don't I don't march all day. I don't protest every day. I protest so I can get conversations, mm-hmm. and conversations lead into changes. Yeah. So yeah, I protested. All right, I got your attention. Cool. All right, now let's go sit and talk. So now mm-hmm. that opportunity that I have was shaking that cop hand. Now me and him, I mean, we're close like this. Chief of yeah. Police of Colonial Heights. Uh, we mm-hmm. go, we get lunch together, and not only that, I sit on a panel for Colonial Heights, mm-hmm. and I interview. People who want to be cops. Mm-hmm. And I get to ask them why they want to be cops. Not only do mm-hmm. I interview people who want to be cops, I interview cops who are already cops who's trying to rank up to lieutenant or sergeant, the highest mm-hmm. rank you could get. Mm-hmm. I said, no experience as a cop, mm-hmm. no experience of any type of law enforcement. I sit on the panel and ask them questions on why I feel they should be, on why they feel they should be moved up to the next level. You know why? Because I sat and I had a conversation. I got the attention. I made the right decision. I felt it was right. And now I'm making changes simply like that. He was also organized, man. That's one of the things that they respect more than anything. Someone who can mobilize people is dangerous. And it's better to join them, have them come sit down and work with us than to have them Mm -hmm. be the opposition. Because Mm -hmm. you could have, like you said, you could have walked, you could have walked through that, and or you could have told that cop after you, but guess what? Those 300 people that was with you that day, they was ready for war. So it was like, mm-hmm. and here's the thing, like, I know it wasn't, it, Colonial Heights don't have 300 cops that all on duty at one time. So regardless of, you know, their superior firepower, whatever, they probably would have lost just off sheer manpower. So it was like, it was a good thing for both parties that you yeah. was organized, you know, because. And this one, Richmond was going, I mean, if y'all remember, was Richmond on, was going yeah. bananas. They almost Absolutely. had to call in, I think they had to call in National yeah. Guard. Yep. That's you know what I'm saying? Kinda, That's the same night. I was supposed to, I kind of dropped the ball. I was supposed to have my bro Reggie on the same episode with you because he, he's been on the campaign for like with the Richmond Planet and the, and the license plates um, in Virginia. I don't know if y'all know about the Richmond Planet, but that was yep. like a historical black owned newspaper, you know, mm-hmm. in the time when blacks were considered, you know, to be literate and all of that. So it was like black funded, black owned, you know, he used the original logo, but he was a part of like getting uh, Confederate statues taken down in Tappahannock and stuff like that. And, and, and some protests in Richmond also. So, you know, I, I definitely thought y'all would have been good, you know, guests to be on here at the same time, but you know, I'm gonna reach out to him and see if we can yeah, get him back, and maybe we can, and, and maybe we can have you back on there with him. You know, 
because I feel like y'all doing similar work and y'all in close in the area, so y'all might need to link if y'all don't know each other. You feel me? Yeah, definitely, definitely set that up, man. It's all about working together, collabing together. Because I tell you what, in the field of of, of being a, a let's say a, a civil activist, um, mm -hmm. community activist, mm -hmm. somebody that's trying to make a difference, you're gonna yeah, have these champions, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And but with champions come with with, with haters, and with Fact. haters come with people who 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 you know what I'm saying? Like you know how many times I hear uh, a, a a stigma or something like, man, this the same dude that was in college. I was da da da. This was the same dude that. But I tell people this, yeah, I was the same college. I got my organization on campus. But I'm the same dude. I grew, now. bro. I just got an organization on back sure. on campus. I grew. You know what I'm saying? And here's my thing, also. They act like um, you people, work this people, hard to stay the same. And people, there you go. There you go. It's it's a bar for what? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they it's also a bar for everything, man. One hundred percent. But people also forget that not everyone is always ever a finished product. Because yeah. if we're talking about no one what, is. What, yeah. If we talk about where your life ended in your 20s, some of the the most amazing people and the most notable Icon. figures and icons that we have in the, you know amongst black people they should be wouldn't, done wouldn't be who we thought they were. Like right. uh, yeah. you know, like I said, if, if we talk about what you know what you did in your 20s, Michael Michael Max, Michael, he was a jailbird, he was a felon. Same with uh Martin Luther King, you know, it's yeah. like mm -hmm. you know. All these people, they grew and they understood that things change and they want to make a change in their life. And once again, experience is the best teacher. So if mm -hmm. I've been down this road exactly. and I say us as people, we don't need to go down this road. Yeah. You not you can actually listen to me because yeah. I've done it. How many times have we been watching sports and like he ain't even ever played the game and he over here talking about you know how, what Bro, they should have done? Or even in the classroom, how about in the yeah. classroom? Yeah, I got this teacher talking to me. You don't know nothing about what I'm going through. Why well, I'm gonna listen to you? One hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Like hold up, hold up. You talking about about my my community and whatnot? Like you ever been in my community? You ever been in my shoes? But then you go down the hall. To Mr. Cannon, yo, Mr. Cannon, I know I can talk to you, chat to you, but so we see it every day in life. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Every day in life. And and that's not to say that someone without those experiences. I was about to I was about to say that, AJ. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not to say that someone without without those experiences can't, can't have you. good, you know, There's different people for different but, resources. But yeah. certain people need to yeah. know that you are relatable to me. Right. So sometimes yeah. that's what it really is. And right. just and necessary we may not necessarily have the exacts like I may not have experience in what you're coming to me for, mm -hmm. but I feel like we have some of similar experiences where I feel like you can talk to me in a way that I can understand. Yeah. We can have a conversation in a way that's man, that word conversation yeah. keep me. coming up, don't it? You see what I'm saying? Conversation yeah. is so cruel. I mean, it's so it's so vital, man. It's so crucial. crucial. And that's why in, in that same scenario that you talked about with a student not being able to identify with one teacher, but then coming to Mr. Cannon because he probably identifies with me more. I always make it a point, especially if that teacher was telling him the right thing, that everything ain't about identifying because sometimes in life someone's going to tell you something that you mm -hmm. don't identify with and it could change your life you mm -hmm. know floyd mayweather said the person who gave him the game on how to be a promoter how to sign himself wasn't nobody that he was used to being around so yeah. if i would ignore this man i would have stayed pretty boy and never became money man you feel yeah. me? So it's like, yeah, there's gonna be a point in time. So it's okay to be comfortable 
with your own but you got to learn how to discern you know when you're with other people you know what's right to listen to and what's not and it's going to start you know by having a good father figure and, and model at home there because you go, if you man. have that you will you will know what to look for and the other you'll be able to say you know what mr so-and-so is not black doesn't know my community but he does have good intentions because he's always done right by me and i know that because he exhibit certain qualities that i saw in my father you see what i'm saying yeah. and so it goes back to everything that you do all the work that you're doing you know yeah. what dad's doing and, and let me act, let me ask you a question do y'all think it's a difference in a father versus dad 100 percent. i think and i want i want to hear both of y'all sides on it I, you know what i'm saying so i feel father like versus dad i feel like dad is a name it's just a title. Um, that people call it, it, it's almost it's, it's it's like a title it's almost like if 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 you're a police officer, uh, yeah, I mean, there's different type of police officers. There's detectives. There's everything. So it's a title. So it's like everybody says mom, they say dad or pa, mm -hmm. whatever they call them. Mm -hmm. You know where you come from. But a father or a mother, that is someone who has a special bond that is forever that can't be broken across the universe, across space, across time. You see what I'm saying? that thing will last. It's, it's the reason why AJ got emotional and, and got happy when telling that story about his dad jumping out when he thought some dudes was going to spin the block because I I got excited just you telling that because yeah. I, I can know how, I can know how that feel. And that's, that's the bond between a father and a son, not, not a dad. You see what I'm saying? And, mm. And, and, and that's how I know it's the title because when you talk about step parents, right? They, they say stepmom or stepdad. They they mm -hmm. don't put they don't really say stepfather or stepmother, but I say stepmother because my stepmom. I I'm blessed to have a stepmom, mm -hmm. and but I, I call her my stepmother because she truly. And when when I say my prayers and I thank God, I, I was blessed with two moms. Unlike a lot of people, you know. Yes, she's. She's not my, you know, biological mother, and my biological mother is one hundred percent of my life. But it, mm -hmm. it's not my fault that I had a second mom who also would take me school shopping, also let me live in her house when I first mm -hmm. moved from Virginia State, and I didn't have, I got a job in DC and didn't have nowhere to live. Like my real, my so biological you know what she really is to you, bro. She's your bonus mom. Exactly, exactly, that, that, and that's that, why that, I say, I always is. say mother, and because I, I, I never want to sell none mm -hmm. of my like my mom or even though that's their title like when i call them i say mom but when i'm referring to them i try to always use the term mother because it's like they they basically gave to they gave a sacrifice to me that didn't have to be given and Correct. me being an educator i've seen moms and dads not make that sacrifice to mm -hmm. create that forever bond you know, with, with their child, even though children are so forgiven that it'll probably still be there anyway. Mm -hmm. So, so let me rephrase. I've seen moms and dad abuse that, abuse that bond. Yeah. And, and I just want to thank my parents, you know, my, my stepfather who has passed away, my real father, my real mother and my stepmother who have all, you know, made me the, the person that I am today. So and that's what I think the difference though. I think it's that forever bond that ties a father and a son that's different between just a dad. Because I feel like yeah. a dad can be in and out. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And I, I, I want to echo that. And to me personally, I know there are, are many who step up and help raise children that aren't theirs. And that should be, you know, applauded. And, you know, like they say, you know, blood doesn't always make you family. Hmm. And so that, that that's definitely true. And for yeah. me personally, that's why I feel the bond that I had, well, I, I won't say had, the bond that I have with my father, mm-hmm. regardless of, you know, who may step up, I still respect you. I still appreciate mm-hmm. anything that you've done. Mm-hmm. But with my father, that's just something different. Mm-hmm. Because not only am I, uh, you know, a reflection of things that he's taught me, mm-hmm. but we have a bond that no other person I feel can have with me, regardless of how much you've helped me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it's, and, and, and it's not a it's not a thing to say that. Oh, you'll never be my dad, and you'll never mm-hmm. like you're like. So I'm not gonna call you stepdad or anything like that. No, it's not necessarily that. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, it's just it was something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we've had we've had life experiences and things that, regardless of what you've done, cannot be replaced. And like I said, my dad was in and out of jail. And when he came back, and he told me he was like, "I'm not here to make up for missed time mm-hmm. because." we can't get nothing back. I can't get mm-hmm. those experiences that I missed back. But what I am going to do is share yeah. my experiences mm-hmm. so that you will never have to miss out on life. Like I had to miss out on life. And, 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 and we're going to go from here. And, and the beautiful thing about that, bro, is my goal is to have the goal that your dad had. Mm-hmm. When I'm not here, how, how his child would speak of him. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's all of right. our goal. You know what I mean? Right. 100%. When this earth, I want my daughter to come out of her mouth and say, boom, 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 as well. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, job well done to your dad. You know what I mean? Right. To your father. Because right. it, he's he looking down, smiling, because that's all us parents want. You know what I'm saying? Damn, right. like, okay, I really played. I really did. I really made an impact. And we can both see he really made an mm-hmm. impact. Yeah. So, that's definitely one of my, that's definitely one of my goals. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I just Dang. take my hat off um to you. Can I take my hat off to you too, bro? Because I don't know your story, but I know your story mm-hmm. and help reach so many others too. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Facts. So I mean, like I said, we all can play a part. You know what I mean? I, um, speaking of stepdads, I have a stepfather too that Same. filled that that filled the roles of, of that when my dad couldn't fill. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm right. saying? Absolutely. And, and I, I love him like no other. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I call him my bonus dad. You know what yeah, mean? That, that's my bonus dad. Absolutely. I mean, you're a bonus yeah. to my life. You know what I'm saying? Facts. So. I tell people all the time, me and my child, mom, we're not together. And she has somebody that she's dating and somebody mm-hmm. that's around my child. But I don't have no ill feelings to him. As long as 100%. you treat my daughter that's, right that's and, it, and you're respectful, how can I, what type of hypocrite would I be if if I'm not liking you, but I got and, a stepdad that I'm loving? You know what I'm saying? And, a hypocrite. You know what I'm saying? So I, I appreciate him that more. That doesn't for, work for, for the family, bro. That does exactly. not help the family. And exactly. this, this, this is my last word before I let y'all two go is I think that's something that we need to work on is even if the the family aspect of you and I, mother and father of this child, don't work out, yeah. that has nothing to do with how we treat our child yeah. and the time that we allow our child to spend with each other. And we can't use that child on either side yeah. as collateral. 
because what's going to happen is it's going to be damage involved as well. And you're going to damage that child and that child is going to see things and think that this is normal. And that's not what we want. That should have been a bar, AJ. That was was pretty good. And so, like I said, I've gone back to my father a lot. But what I will say is my my parents, they they split when I was three. But Mm -hmm. till the day he passed, they were still best friends. Mm -hmm. You know, at his funeral, my mother was still sitting front row Mm -hmm. right next Mm -hmm. to his mother and Mm -hmm. right next to me. Um, Mm -hmm. And so regardless of who each other was dating, there always needs to be that respect amongst people. Absolutely, man. Because at the end of the day, we we did love each other and we we brought something to the world. So now, right now. We are we are active partners in this mm-hmm. child's life, and yeah. we need to work together in tandem, or it's gonna crumble. Same way with a business. If you and your business partner are not on the same page, mm-hmm. the business is going to fail. If you right. and, and if you and the, another your, your, your other parent are mm-hmm. not on the same page, mm-hmm. you guys are going to fail, and you can't yeah. allow that to happen. Yeah. And you're going to, and like, and I know we almost had time, but you you're going to go through your journey of ups and downs with your partner. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 it's normal. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you don't take it out on your child. So I'm not here saying, like, yo, he did that, she did that to anybody's situation. But at the end of the day, your child didn't get asked to get brought in this world. But the fact that your child is here now, sometimes both parties, and I'm speaking to both parties, need to put their pride to the side and make it work best interest for the child. And those parents are ones that, that, like I said, my classroom deserve them bonus points. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And you can tell that's what it's about. You can tell those yeah. parents making those sacrifices because their children shine through. Because oh, yeah, definitely you can see because, it. because, like you said, it starts at home and whatever you model for your child. So if you model a a undesirable relationship with your child's mother or your child's father, you know, whether you're a mom that's watching or whether you're a father that's watching, if you model a toxic relationship. Those are the type of relationships that your children are going to go out and model when they're building relationships and picking their friends or with yeah. their teacher or the administrators at their school. So it's like they, you it's, are the model. Big, so be, be the change that you want to see for mm-hmm. your child. And mm-hmm. know, like Jay from Dad's Do It Too said, your children are always watching you. And like AJ said, they can see things that you have no clue about. So yep. be mindful of that at all times. Yep. I agree. And, and Jay, man, we want to thank you again for coming to join us. We really appreciate it. This this was a great conversation. It was a needed conversation. Right. It was like uh, therapy. To, it was yeah, without to, a therapist. So to, yeah. to be quite honest. So um once again, man, let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, man, you can find me on my personal Instagram, um, Move with J, um, Move W I T J, no space, and then from that you'll see Dad's do it too, um, straight like that, and then you got Move dot us dot forward. You know what I'm saying for Move, and Move stand for motivating other voices everywhere. That's what Move stand for. You know what I'm saying, and I, I appreciate um. Um, um, being here on the Three Men Weave, I know that you know you guys talk about sports, but I'm happy that you guys open up this platform, you know, for um me to share what I got going on for the community and ways we all can work together and bridging the gap. But I hope before I leave, y'all shoot me some sports questions. Yeah, so, or, so look, you know I got saying? I got one for you. Um, and this is from Hill. Oh Hill yeah, wanted us to get this in there. 
So, okay. you, so you're a cowboy fan. Hill said he did not forget. So he want to know: Has your perception changed about that? That proved that. <laughs> 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 he's a funny dude. He's a funny yeah. dude. He's funny. I'm happy with him. Hold on, Jay. 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 Before I before I let you finish, uh-huh. we discuss the accountability. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take accountability. Okay. I was I was I've been I've been one of the toughest critics on that. Let me tell you why though, because I always knew Dak had potential, but I feel like he limited himself. I hate that we would be down twenty points and he's throwing four hundred yards, but back then when it was close games, he's throwing five yard passes and we kicking on every third down. So that was my only thing against Dak. I didn't like that Dak was short arming, and then when we'll be down 20, 100 points, he want to throw like he Brent Favre. I'm like, yo, why you wait until we lose to do that? But this year, he, he showed me that, okay, and I don't know if it's play calling or I don't know if that leg yeah, it, really It was Jason out. Garrett, according to and, him. And I, I think that's really what it was. So I, mm-hmm. I, I, was, I stand wrong and I stand correct. And don't worry, my friends tell me about it all the time. Like, okay. yo, you know what I'm saying? But let me – but. If you know Dak from a few years ago, my man was throwing them quick short routes and punting every Thursday down like we had a oh. defense. And we y'all know darn well we ain't have no defense. And that's what the Giants are doing now. So <laughs> and that's what the Giants are doing. That's Jason Garrett as their offensive coordinator. So and, and if you ever, it, so I'm sure Hill has told you Scott Linehan and Jason Garrett that wasn't that wasn't all Dak. That was I, I, I stand correct. I mean I. I First thing first, I want to make Kellen Moore head coach over Mike McCarvey. That's first thing first. I feel like Kellen Moore is. I don't know if he's a leader of men. I know he can. I know he can. With what you ask for, plays and he got the offensive mind, but I don't know Mm -hmm. if he can lead men. It's a different thing. I feel like Mike's doing a job. Y'all are top team in the league. I like Mike, but sometimes Mike drives me crazy. I feel yeah, like Mike, Mike. I feel like Mike. Mike, Mike coaching right mistakes might might messes up. But you know what? He was doing that in Green Bay too, though. Yeah. And he yeah. won a chip. He won a chip. He, 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 like he, he, did, he did get a chip, but yeah. sometimes so you, Andy Andy Reid makes clock mistakes. Yeah, oh, like, not gonna be perfect, bro. Yeah, coach, coaches coaches make mistakes, and mm. so you kind of just have to take that for what it is. But what I will say is, you need I, to listen I, to yourself, AJ. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, hey, I, look. Trust me, I'm there. But what I'm also about to say is. Be careful what you ask for because just because yeah. he may be a good offensive coach and he may yeah, be able to call plays, yeah. it's, yeah. It, it's different. You look at John Harbaugh out there in uh, Baltimore. Uh, yeah. He was like he wasn't a offensive coordinator. He wasn't a defensive coordinator. He came in as a special teams coach mm-hmm. yeah. because he could take those guys who are in the NFL mm-hmm. but at the back of the roster and excel on special teams. So he yeah. can get those guys who knew I may not get no time on offense or defense, mm-hmm. but that's my goal. He can get those guys to play at their best potential. And so when he got there, now he puts other people in place to call plays and stuff like that. So you don't always need to be an offensive mind or a defensive mm-hmm. genius yeah, true. to be a good head coach. And once again, like I said, I don't. Kellen Moore was a college quarterback, but I just don't know if he is – that personality that can be able to manage every single aspect because at the end of the day, it's going to come down to you. All of that, yeah. whatever happens, I don't care if you, I don't care if you're offensive mind and you call an offensive plays, but if your defense is bad, they're going to blame you. Look in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid is an offensive genius. You know, they mm-hmm. never give, they never give Eric B. Enemy credit for being mm-hmm. an offensive coordinator. It's mm-hmm. on Andy Reid, but that defense is atrocious. Nobody's saying, Oh, they're they're defensive coordinator. No, this is Andy Reid. It comes yeah. back to Andy Reid. They may mention your defensive coordinator. He may get fired before you. Yeah. But at the end of the day, 
it's on you. It's just like running a business. My, yeah. And my I manager. want my head coach to just know it, to be able to do a little bit of both. I know Kellen is an offensive guru. I like I like his offensive mind, but I if I was gonna hire him as a head coach and I was an owner, I would want to you have to prove to me that you you gotta know something about defense. Like I'm not just gonna hire an offensive guru because football is a three team sport. Yeah, it takes three sides of the ball to be a complete team if you want to win a championship. So I need my coach to at least check two boxes out of the three. I I feel like if you get a coach that's just a defensive or offensive guru and nothing else, I feel like you limit yourself in the league. And that's just my Let me ask ask you this, though. I mean, I want to get too off topic, but why would the Giants hire Jason Garrett? (laughs) Because he – because he – he – one, he had a decent resume as a head coach because y'all were 10 to 13 win team. A lot of y'all just couldn't get the playoffs done. But and also his resume, yep. And his resume as an offensive coordinator is pretty solid. Um, I, that's but that was my point. He got hired, I believe, solely because he was a he was a better offensive coordinator yeah. at first than Fact. head coach. And which is which is why AJ told you to Pump your brakes on Kellen Moore because some people can be very good offensive. But that's gonna be my point. I think Kellen Moore is still gonna get a big payday and somebody. So oh, he will. I feel like he will. just because he's young, and I feel like he's doing like a lot of young corner like Jason Garrett. He clearly came from somebody else's offense. Like I feel like Kellen Moore and a lot of these young coordinators are coming from their own offense. Like they mm-hmm. they have their thing. They're doing things that the NFL did back in the 30s and 40s and got away from it. And, and that's why college base, which is why the rookies are being able to adapt quicker and have success yeah. earlier, because it's like some of the principles that they and the philosophies that they're used to are being incorporated instead of saying we're going to do a pro. Do y'all remember the pro set formation? Yep. That, yeah. And that don't even exist no more. Yeah. And that was a pro set with two, two backs behind a yeah. quarterback. Like, that doesn't even exist no that more. Exist. Like, that's true. And, and, that, and that's another reason why I think the Giants, they felt like, oh, Jason Garrett has a good resume as an offensive coordinator. Let's bring him back. But what they failed to realize is when Jason Garrett was an offensive coordinator, the NFL was still a little bit different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, were, they weren't as spread out as they mm-hmm. are now. It's it was more favorite. so run the plays, execute, mm-hmm. and it'll all work instead of, let me find a way to get my best guys the football. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of like the elite teams are doing in the NFL is yeah. where they're going to try and find ways to make it a strain on the uh, on the defense. Get the guys, get their best players open in coverage. And Why a lot not? of times you exactly. Yeah. And, 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 and that's the thing. It's not just yeah. like, OK, we're going to call We're going to call this play. You're going to run this like specific route tree. And that's it. Like, As it we, were. When the Chiefs were one of the the elite offenses in the NFL, you would see guys like Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill, and, 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 yeah. and, and Travis Kelsey running routes that weren't necessarily in the route tree. But it's just yeah. they go just get went, open, go get yeah. open, bro, yeah. Brady reroute yourself, yeah. right, bro? He said, "Listen, Grunt doesn't watch film." He said, "We learned early on in his career it just complicates things." So it's like. He just goes to practice, works out, and in the midweek, he'll come to me and say, what do I need to know? And Brady said, same thing as last week, bro. Get open. <laughs> just run get away, open. Run, yeah, run away open. from the other jersey and catch the ball when I throw it to exactly. you. Bro, I don't even care 
what you run, bro. Just find some space. And that's coming from the GOAT. That's coming from the GOAT. And he basically then figured out, like, I don't got to tell everything that Bill Belichick or was trying to download into me. I don't have to get that to Gronk. I just yeah. simplified it for him. Like, because he don't just block on a and, run play, bro. And on a pass play, bro, get, get open. open. I'll and, find and, you, bro. And, here, and here's my thing with, so like, sometimes it's like you need that rapport. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times if they're playing zone or even if you're coming with a blitz, you're not going to finish your route. It's more mm-hmm. so of communication. If, yeah. you see, if you see what I see, sit right here. And yeah. I think that's really the most important part. And that's one of the reasons why I think Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are having such uh, success. You're a Bengals fan, right? Yeah. yeah. Man, and so oh, I, man. Think, I think that's why they're having, that's why they're having so much success. Man, man bro, I take my hat off to you, Bengals, Browns. Man. I mean, even the Browns having rough, but, man, y'all got something special over there, man. Man, yeah. look, with, we, we've been – we we've dealt with some heartbreak um a lot but yeah. you know it is what it is and so i'm I'm just happy to see the energy just tell joe city. keep sliding hey man because yeah. i got him on my fantasy hey, you need hey, to keep man. sliding i don't need I no think, i think he learned <laughs> when he ran into chase last year the other yeah. chase that Back too <laughs> he needs slide. He need to just slide man and and that like i used to, i used to tell hill this all the time and i told canon this a lot too that you know, people talked about our offensive line last year, and they still talk about it this year because they don't really know what's going on. But now they're watching. But people will say, "Oh, you know, that offensive line is so bad." No, if you go, if you look at J- uh, Joe Burrow's college film, he's trying to make a play regardless. Yeah, he was. So he, so he's gonna he's gonna sit back yeah. in the pocket. Yeah. He's gonna try and you know let some get open. He's gonna try and maneuver. That was like how Tony that, Romo was trying yeah, to but always make a that, play. That shit don't work in the NFL. Happened. It don't work in the NFL. So, and that's yeah. one of the reasons why he's starting to have you know the success people thought he would this year and also our offensive line is looking better because he's not taking as many sacks that are his fault. Yes. There's still been some sacks and some of the sacks have been communication errors, but some of that communication error has been on Joe Burrow because he's not checked to the right thing and got those three rushers blocked up. Mm -hmm. But that's saying with Pat Mahomes trying to make a play. And like I said before, and when, when it works, it looks beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. But when yeah. it doesn't, they're gonna call you a magician. But when it doesn't, when they oh, don't, it's, when they it's figure gonna, it out, it's, it's yeah. gonna look bad. And when you when you're doing that, I think that's one of the things that's worked well for Joe Burrow is to you know sometimes to take the check down, to take that three yard gain, He's throw the ball away now, or yeah. throw the ball away because it makes it harder for your offensive line to block these pro <laughs> rushers when you're just moving around because now they don't know where you're at. Exactly. Like. And, and I think that's one of the things that, you know, they talk about with, you know, sometimes wanting a pocket passer because this ain't college. You can't just like these defensive ends, they running faster than you. These yeah, they defensive run ends running four, they run four These fours. defensive ends are freaks, bro. Freaks and in so, nature, man. So I don't want to <laughs> run into none of them. <laughs> yeah, so, so, you, so you can't just be out here doing all of that stuff. So um, I think that, I, I think that, you know, we're seeing a lot of these young players excel now because of the college systems that people are running. And it's not necessarily just college system, but they're implementing college, you know, ideas into the pro game. And so it's helping. So definitely, man, um, you know, we'll see. Uh, It's looking like the Cowboys and and the Bengals have got something special going on this season. So uh, I'm going to definitely be tapped in with you later on in this season. And and we're going to discuss what's going on. Um, But uh, you know, we almost at you know an hour thirty, so we've had some great conversation, man. Mm-hmm. And I, right. I, you know, I'm definitely down to do this again because, like I said, it just it just it just felt like therapy. 
Yeah. It's been fun. Yeah. And, that, and that's yeah. what we like. We like just good conversation. We got to get so, him in here. Oh, 100%. Yeah. We'll definitely yeah. get him back in here. And so, um, once again, Jay, from Dads Do It Too, move, move yeah. with Jay. We really appreciate you for joining us, we man. Definitely, and, bro. Appreciate and, and we'll definitely we do definitely this again, appreciate man. It. Appreciate it, y'all, man. Y'all brothers be easy, man. All right. Take care, man. Yes, sir. All right. Cannon, man. That's another great episode. Uh, three What's man weaving. Uh, 127. 127, 127 man. Episode Sheesh. 127. We we moving, we knocking these things out. And like we said, man, we're we gonna hold it down for Hill as you know he, he he gets acclimated and you know spend some time with the, with his daughter uh and his family in general. So once again, we want to congratulate him and Diamond on, Congrats, on bro. welcoming another baby girl into this into this world. And congrats to you, know, sis. One hundred percent. We love y'all. Yeah. You know, all of our supporters, we thank y'all. And, and this was a great episode. So if, if you know, leave us some comments, some thoughts, because we want to hear from y'all, too. And we know a lot of y'all are fathers, too. So uh, let's continue this conversation. Let's you know, we ain't always got to be about sports. Y'all know that we talk about everything. So we yeah. can talk about real. Send, shit us, a, too. send us an email. Uh, Jay actually reached out. He sent us an email. You know, the, the preference of this show was his idea. So it was like. Like AJ says, we're part of the people. You reach out. You have something that you're doing, something that you want to talk about, something that's important to you. If it's important to us too, let's do it. Great minds think alike. So use right. that email. Hill says it all the time. AJ said it this episode. If you and don't know what it is, podcast.3.man.weave at gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter at 3manweave underscore. Or if you're in the group, hit us up at Facebook yeah. group. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, though. We need all of you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have not already, search 3manweave podcast. Hit that yeah. red subscribe button and then turn that bell. Tell a friend on. to tell a friend, man. 100%, man. Add them to it's the group. Free. Whatever you need to do, man. We Help we, us we, out. We appreciate that. And until next time, that's Cannon for Hill. I'm AJ. Love y'all. We out. We out.